Blog Talk Radio.
the name of Amun, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, one and only true Lord, and Amun we trust, as the Republican mentalists, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists, the Amun race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Nibin Minkari, and this is Mentalect Radio. Tonight we're going to be discussing breaking barriers, breaking barriers toward greater extension. I said something just recently that came to me in a inspirational um, reception, form of reception. I said, life is all about breaking down walls while putting up barriers at the same time. Do y'all know what I mean by that? And I'm being, and I'm being, I want to be, make sure I'm being, you know, tr- as transparent as possible, as literal as possible, because, you know, um, this message requires, this transmission requires a lot of um, self-work, a lot of self-study, a lot of inner study of yourself, and coming to terms with things about yourself, accepting certain things about yourself, and learning to extend those things about yourself, things that you might see as flaws and faults and things like that. You can... uh, Knock these things down in your life, these flaws and these faults. And you can redistribute that energy elsewhere. The fears you had, the doubts you had, the regrets you had, all can be, you know, chalked up as energy, live energy, because you do put mental energy into these things. You play pictures over in your mind of things you've been through in your life, things you've seen, things you've experienced, things you regret. And in doing this, you start to feed energy into these times of your life while neglecting to feed that much-needed energy into the future you. The future you requires that you take all of that stored energy that you had for your hopes, dreams, sorrows, aspirations, everything that you did, break down that wall, destroy it, and take those bricks and build a bridge to something else, something greater, that greater you. Now, I'm being real about that, very real, because I've done it. I had a lot of insecurities as a young man, very, you know, I use myself as an example tonight. I had a lot of insecurities as a young man, probably more so than a lot of young men are probably about the same. You know, sometimes people think they're insecurities and Fears and things like that are much more heavier than others. But you'll find a common goal, a common ground with everybody because we're in the three-dimensional realm. And we all go through these fears, these doubts, regrets, self-loathing, all the things we have inside of ourselves. And, you know, certain people allow these things to eat them up inside. They allow these things to disturb their minds, disturb their thinking. And at times they start to lash out at other people. A lot of the bad experiences you've had in your life still carry an echoing vibration in your mind. And they're called memories. See, memories are nothing but echoing vibrations of things that happened in your past. They're just echoing vibrations. Everything that you encounter, everything that you come across in your life carries a vibration. All of the episodes that you went through, all of these things carry a vibration on them. And 
because these things, you know, the t- you know the tones that were spoken. Let's say you got into an argument with your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mother, your father, whoever, your close person to you, and you will remember the tone and the pitch in which they screamed at you or how you screamed on them and things like that. And that vibrates and that vibrates and that tone, that frequency, which I were communicating about, arguing about, vibrates and it still vibrates in your mind as memory. Right? It's stored in your mind continuously as memory and it echoes throughout your mind until your mind is ready to let it go. Until your mind is ready to release it towards something else, that energy that you carry that you harbor towards something else. I was able to release my fears and anxieties and, you know, and, um, you know, self-doubt and, you know, things of that nature towards something else. I was able to do that. And the reason why I was able to do that, the reason why I was able to, you know, accomplished that in my life is because I always knew beyond all of those dark days in my life, I always knew that it was something brighter at the end of that tunnel once I decided to come out of the tunnel. Once I decided to stop living in darkness, living in my fears and anxieties and, you know, all the things that men and women suffer from. You see, like I said, we're in the 3D world. We're going to go through it. But, like I said, I knew there was something greater. And I always kept thinking about something greater until greater things started to appear, you see. And no matter what I went through, right, I always thought about that greater instead of what they are. What they are and what they will continue to be if you look forward are greater days to come, extended versions of you to come, you that will be able to eventually break down barriers of your fears, your insecurities, your regrets, and turn them into bridges going forward into the future, turn them into a bridge. Because again, you know, this is all energy being redistributed. That's all I'm describing to you. These are all just forms of energy being redistributed. The energy doesn't go anywhere. So what do you do with it? You allow it to keep vibrating through your mind as doubt, fear, regret, self-loathing, or do you knock down those walls? Do you knock them down and allow a bridge to be made from that same energy that once worked against you, that once kept you in darkness, that once kept you afraid? Do you not use that to build a bridge toward the future, toward the greater you? I, I've seen people, I've seen guys who, you know, the, would consider, you know, they sort of tell themselves to be the biggest, you know, cowards. I wouldn't say cowards. They saw themselves to be, you know, uh, not the most strongest guys in the world. You know, guys picked on them and things like that. And, you know, that was a living hell for guys like that. Guys got picked on and things like that and, and bullied around, and they lived in that little dark space of fear, self-loathing, not being able to do anything, wanting to be more. So just like anything, when you push something down, like a jack-in-the-box effect, 
you push something down, you build walls around, you try to trap people off, and then eventually that person springs out at you, you spring out, and you spring up into something else, something greater. That may made that person snap and then go, you know what, I'm going to go and get, you know, put on um, gain weight. I'm going to go take self-defense class. I'm going to go and get like, I'm never going to be a victim again. Never again. I'm never going to be a victim again. Next thing you know, year, two years, it start to fly by. Next thing you know, this guy's a martial arts and he, he, he kicking tail all over because people scared of this guy. I'm just using this as an example. He in best shape and whatnot. His mind's clear and whatnot. He's made himself invincible because of the ability to break down those barriers of his fear and let it build into something else. Let it go grow into something greater. You see, and a lot of people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to take their fears, their regrets, their doubts, their self-loathing, and turn it to something else. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how. They don't know how to extend that energy towards something else. They don't know how to do that. So they just sit with this, you know, they sit with this, you know, in this dark place with all of this anxiety and fear and all the things, and it eats away at them because they have no way to release that into something else. This is real, just same way stress builds up. This is the way stress builds up. This is the way anger builds up. This is how you explode on people, how you get that misdirected anger because you've got to get it off some kind of way. you got people sitting around, they're just miserable. They're looking to pick at people, argue with people about things because they didn't let that energy go. They didn't let it go when they had the chance years ago. They didn't know how to break down, break down those barriers or break down those walls. And put up a new barrier, new, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, new barriers, meaning that when you put up the new barrier, you make sure that you do not allow anything that can seem familiar with the old space coming to your throughway again. Do I, do I, you follow what I'm saying? In other words, the old things that once stood in your way you put barriers between them and make sure they don't come into your passage again. You, know, In other words, you don't put yourself in the same situation. You don't put yourself in the same situations again to have to go through that fear, loathing, regret, and doubt. You see, again, you have to say never again. That never again is very strong when it comes to knocking down walls and putting up barriers. That once you acknowledge what the problem is, whether it be you that's the problem, how you process all the things that happen in your life, that barrier becomes there as a target that's to be knocked down, to be overcome. That's what that's there for. You know, that is what that's there for. It's meant to be stored up harnessed up and directed towards something else. Knocked down and directed. Knocked down and redirected. You see? Same thing with, uh, you know, you can take um, metal, 
and things like that, like what they do with metal and tan or whatever. You know, they do with iron, you see, steel. They'll, you know, they'll they'll tear down and take steel. What do you think they do with steel? When they take down, let's say they take out steel, right, and they bring steel out. What are they going to do with that steel? They, their steel is reinforced. They'll take down the steel out of a building, take down the building, and then they'll use that same steel to reconstruct something else, a bridge. They'll use that steel somewhere. They're not going to get rid of that steel. You know, even if they melt it down into something, it's going to be reused for something else. Same analogy. Same analogy. When that time in your life where you were fearing and loathing or regretting things can no longer serve you once you find out that that's what's eating away at you, that's what's destroying you, that's what got you women overeating, that's what got you men sitting around angry all the time, you know, saying things like that, you know, where your health get poor and things like that. You know, when you figure that out and you stop using food to feed that dark energy, that dark space, you stop using food. You start using drugs to feed it. You start using alcohol to feed it. All of the things that don't help, all of the things that make it bigger than what it is, you see, those type of things, they don't make anything go away because you can't make it go away. You can't make memories go away. You can't make fear, regret, loathing go away. So you might as well redirected as energy into another direction for yourself, for the betterment of yourself, for the greater of yourself. You see, like I said, you could have a woman who went through hell getting molested as a child, you know, being molested and touched as a child, and she goes through those, you know, times of being touched by, you know, by by family member, adults, whatever, whoever molested her in her life. And she goes through life allowing that to destroy her life. Not She can't have real relationships with people, real relationships with men, nothing. She's frigid and cold sexually because of what was done to her. Because she didn't figure out how to take all of that energy that was stored up from all the abuse that she suffered from. She had not figured out how to redirect that energy that's stored up in her from those bad experiences. She might say to herself one day, I'm going to go and be a rape counselor and a counselor against children being molested because I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen to anyone again. You know what I'm saying? If I could help that. I'm going to figure out a way where girls could come and talk and if they've been touched or, you know, experienced that, I'm going to do something like that to help them. That's how you redirect that. Your anger, your... um fear that you had one time, your anxiety at what you went through is now being redirected to something else to help others. And that's your outlet. That is your outlet. And it has made you a greater person, a stronger person in the world, a person who serves a purpose. You see, sometimes purpose comes out of, you know, necessity and hardship Purpose sometimes comes out of necessity by way of hardship sometimes. You know, things you went through in life, the things you don't ever want to revisit. Like the person who goes out and, you know, becomes successful, but they come from, you know, poor beginnings, you know, poverty-stricken beginnings. 
So what does that make them do? They, they don't want to live like that. They don't want their children to live like that. So they go out here and they figure ways and they can become smarter to make money to do for themselves and make things happen. And they end up taking care of themselves, becoming wealthy people and whatnot, creating a life, a better life for their children, things like that, because they had to go through a time where they had nothing, where they were dirt poor, where they couldn't eat. See, everybody can relate to that. I don't care if you are almond, human, whatever you are. Everybody can relate to a time when they like when they struggle. I don't care. I don't care what color you are, black, white, whatever. Everybody on some level can relate to that. And if you cannot, if you cannot, that is an experience that can only catapult you if you are mentally strong enough to understand what to do with that energy that was carried on the poverty that you had to suffer the, um, you know, the, you know, the the things you had to suffer in your early life. You know, you make things better. And this is the thing why I say with so-called black people, you know, because of what black people been through in the society, you would think black people ain't been through what they went been through in the society. Because, like I said before, you would think with all the stuff so-called black people have been through in the society, they would be more galvanized. They would be more ultra-standing of each other, more respectful, more community-minded, more wanting to work together. But obviously, the energy and all the things that they've undergone in the society, they has not been able to, or they have not been able to put it in the direction where it benefits them as opposed to working against them. Because you always got people who utilize that energy in the wrong direction. Good example of this, you know, when they blew up that church, you know, back in the day, the Ku Klux Klan blew up that church in Alabama. I think it was the four little girls or something like that in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, you would have thought the men would have, and the women would have took that and took a whole nother energy, a whole nother direction with that, you know with losing their children like that, having their, their church blown up, it would have been a lot of things that should have happened from that. I'm not talking about no marching. A lot of things should have happened from that. You see, you would have think they would have took it and galvanized it, but this is why, and I'm going to show you how you know that I'm going to show you something. This is a, you know, I just came to my mind. Notice while all this stuff was going on, with black people getting lynched and, you know, all this stuff that was going on, usually they would put out certain people like Reverend Martin Luther King and all those people to redirect the people's energy from anger, from wanting to get even, for wanting to avenge, you see, the deaths of their people. You see, they would put people out like that because they know the energy is in the air, and that energy can go any way after that, you see. So they send out people like that, usually a reverend or a minister or somebody to, you know, push the energy or place the energy in a different direction. See, the so-called white man knows that a certain, you know, when they apply certain energy into your life that it's going to be some pushback. So they'll put certain people out there to, you know, flip that energy in another direction. Margaret Sanger said that the lady who did Planned Parenthood, you know, that that program was once called, not to get off topic, but I'm going to get back. I'll show you where I'm going with this. It was called the Negro Project. Y'all do know that before it was Planned Parenthood, it was really called the Negro Project. And that project was to sterilize or get uh, so-called black women to sterilize, you know, 
to um, make black women sterile so that they couldn't have children, basically erase the so-called black population. That's what Margaret Sanger was. She was a eugenicist. You know, she believed that there's too many black people in the world, like, you know, a lot of white people do. And so, you know, she wanted to help get rid of them. And what did she do? She said, oh, you know, of course, because she only knew, she said, of course, when the Negroes find out, you know, what our real plan is, is going to be pushed back. So what we'll do is we'll put the reverence and all them in there to, to throw all that off. So they know how to throw energy and take your anger and your energy and throw something else at it to misdirect, to direct it in another direction. You see, this is my point exactly in how you're supposed to do things in your life. You're supposed to know how to redirect your energy, redirect that energy that you have in your life towards something else so that nothing is missing in your life. Because, like I said before, bad things happen to people because you are meant to see something from that. You are meant to learn something from that. You see, and all lessons in life are not nice ones. Some of them are harsh ones. Sometimes you need harsh things to happen in your life so that greater things come from that harshness that you had to suffer from. Sometimes you need that. You know, some might not need it as much. Some people might listen and learn from others because that is the best way to learn. Some people might be able to take the energy they got from that person from seeing, you know, what somebody else went through, and you might be able to utilize the energy of their bad experience to do something greater, but they may not. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You got people like you'll see, you'll see, a, you'll see somebody, some woman beat down, and she might, you know. She might have AIDS or something like that, and she just going, you know, she might got some kind of disease, got AIDS, whatever, and she'll just go somewhere in the corner and die somewhere and cry for herself and everything. But then that woman who might see her might be a friend of us might be like, I'm going to start an anti, you know, AIDS activacy, you know, thing for young girls to tell them to get calm, you know, not, you know, be absent, you know, anything. In other words, you follow what I'm saying? So now, because that woman who actually experienced it is not able to turn that around, that energy around in her life and do something better and greater, somebody else had to come in and do that. Might have been a friend who heard her story she was crying about, so she was able to take that and right the wrongs of that woman, redirect that energy and utilize it in herself because she might not have had the strength to do it. You see, most people, I'm going to give another example of this. I remember back in the day, we had a lot of young guys who was older than me, guys who I used to look up to, right? Guys I used to look up to and whatnot, all the hood dudes and stuff I used to look up to, right? And, um, you know, they'd be in the street hustling and getting money, and it was all in crews. Everybody was all crewed up and whatnot. You know, you had to have, you know, this, that, and the third. You had to, you know, you know it was that whole crew, hood-type, hood-nigga spirit. On, I'm going to just say it like that, you know? And I wanted to be down. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be down with the hoods. You know, I wanted to be with the crew. I wanted to be down. I wanted to, I thought I at least I thought I did. Right? At least I thought I did. Until one thing happened. One thing happened that changed that 
perception for me forever, you know, because I was all, you know, all that energy of being like these dudes, you know, I was taking all that energy in, and I was going to unleash it to being the super thug and super this and live a life of crime and all that. So one day, lo and behold, walking by the projects, you know, it's in the 90s, you know, and I seen the police have all these niggas who I, thought, who I looked up to had these niggas on the ground, face down, ass up in the air, niggas stretched out, all on the floor, all on the ground. You see, all they jewelry and all they fly clothes didn't mean shit at the time after that. And I looked, I, I, I remembered that. And I calmed down after that. Because I never wanted to be that. They never looked so weak and pathetic. They them niggas stock as men plummeted to me that fucking day. Excuse my language. Their stock plummeted to me that day. When I saw these niggas all laid out on the ground, white men with guns over them and everything. You see they nice expensive jeans and they Jordans and shit all on the ground. They they jewelry hanging down and they they land in the dirt. The filth. I was that was that that was it for me. And look at the niggas the same no more. And I despised them after that. Energy was unleashed into wanting to do right things now because I didn't want to be like them because I was almost set to really be like them. You know, at one point critical in my life. You see how real things can happen and. Now, you know, those people who I talked about, the guys I saw, every last single one of them are dead. Every last single one of them are dead. Every last single one of them. Because they didn't get the memo after that. They didn't get the memo. But it wasn't meant for them to get the memo. It wasn't meant for them to reorganize that energy into something else. All right. All right. So that was it. And things put me on a better path after that. I was on a better path. You know, things like that can change your life in just that second. You know. Things could change your life in just those seconds. You need to look at that when you are going through the memories in your mind, the things you experienced, the bad things that took place in your life, the good things and whatnot, the things, the greater things that you want to take. Because you could take all of the good things that ever happened in your life all the bad things that ever happened in your life, all the horrible things that you don't even really want to remember in your life. And you can knock all of that down and use it as a bridge towards greater things in your life. Because that's what builds strength. That's what builds wisdom. That builds character. That, or should I say, that builds your persona stronger. Those experiences, those experiences, 
And see, once you do that, when you're talking to somebody years later, a younger person, you can share those experiences and laugh at them and be like, wow, and have those wow moments and whatnot. That creates wisdom in you. That makes you that that's that's the difference between people who are able to do that in their life and they become elders, beloved elders in life versus a bunch of bitter old niggas who wasn't able to do that, who angry, cantankerous, cranky, going around hating everybody, bitter, you know, uh, miserable. That's the difference. The elders, the beloved elders were able to process that energy in their lives, all those negative things they've seen in their lives, all those bad things, bad things that happened. They were able to process that into greater things, making them greater people in their lives. They were able to knock down those walls and create new barriers, right? Boundaries, things in which they won't step into again so that they can go forward and be those beloved elders. They might have been heroin addicts, drug addicts when they were younger. They might have been through all that. They might have did all that stuff in their life, right? Been stomped down, dope things, might have seen their friends died off heroin and everything else. And then they had those moments of, whoa, wait up clarity moments. But then they decide to clean themselves up. They decide to move past that part of their life. They decide to take those experiences in their life and use them to share with other people who might be going through the same things in their life to help them get through that, to get beyond that. You follow where I'm going with this? Am I making myself clear in everything I've been saying? I just want to make sure I'm making myself close. In other words, in other words, and in exact words, do something with that energy that has been stored up in your life that may have been painful, that may have been horrible, that may have been beautiful. Mix it all together and give it the world as your experiences and share them with the world as your experiences and grow from that. Grow from that. Because ultimately in this life, we all want to become those beloved elders. We want to become those beloved elders that we enjoy, that everybody enjoys them being around, talking to. They're just so real. They have so much wisdom. You can sit, you can talk to them about anything and whatnot, and they just so raw and real and whatnot. I want to be that beloved elder in my life. I don't want to be some kind of tankerous old fart that's sitting around angry at life, bitter at life, mad about things that happened to them 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, however many years ago. Because it's just that easy to be like that. It's easy to be like that. It's easy to live your life in a world of regret and a world of anger and a world of disappointment. But who realistically are you disappointed with? There's nobody to be disappointed with once you don't went through what you went through. There's nobody to be disappointed with. All you can do is take all of that energy and build a bridge towards something greater. That greater being you. And you will attract people who want to bask in your greatness and give greatness in your life. 
You will create harmony in your life. You will create peace in your life, peace of mind. You see, that's important. Nothing else is important. See, that's how we process things that happen to us in our lives. That's how we're able to break down those walls in our lives that blocked us from that higher space of ourselves. And we put up barriers so that we don't revisit those things ever again. Like we're putting on blinders. Like we are blocking something out. Something that we can't utilize unless we are honest with ourselves in the direction of ourselves in a greater connection with ourselves. Unless we are honest, unless we are real, unless we are in alignment to our real selves. See, because only you can lie to you. Only you can lie to you. No one else can lie to you. Because it don't matter if they lie to you. All you're going to do is chalk it up as another experience in your life. That's all you're going to do at the end of the day. That's all you can do. They can't lie to you. You see, no one can do nothing to you that can ultimately hurt you until you are okay with that. You see, because you see how you can go and move through people in life and process things powerfully in life and just go through life and get through it and whatnot. And you, you go through it unscathed. You got certain people that go through things unscathed. Certain things don't phase them. They just keep moving through it like whatever, 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 whatever. whatever. You really got people like that who got some whatever, whatever, whatever energy on them where, you know, I, I always wished I was like those people, you know. I always wished I was like those people. I think I've become more like those people now as I got older, but I wish I was more like that when I was younger. But it wasn't meant for me to be like that. Things were meant to stick on me, impressions and bad things and stuff like that were meant to stay in my mind and my memory and my head until I was able to process it. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with you all. You have to process everything in your life and chalk it up to one thing experience and then destroy it and rebuild something else with it. Destroy it meaning take it out of the position of power over you. Take it out of the position of a hold on you. Take it out of a position as a barrier in your space meaning in front of you or a blockage. I don't want to say barrier. A blockage in your space. Remove it that way and then turn it into a barrier of things you will not allow to come into your life. Again, simple as that. Times you will not allow yourself to revisit again. You see? You should only be able to speak on what you've been through in that time, in the state of mind you were in, and that's it. Anything else beyond that has to come from someone else. Your part in this life and whatever you've been through in life is your part in that life. And when you you have no more space in that life anymore, 
when there's no more parts for you in that life anymore, and what happens? You begin to depart that life. You depart where there's no more part for you in the picture. Like, like when somebody says they're dying, when they're about to die, you know, they say you depart from this life. You depart, meaning that your part in this world is no longer necessary. Right? Your space in this world is no longer necessary. You're about to leave your space in this world and go someplace else. And that is the same thing that you all must think. You see, look at your unfortunate things that you went through in life. Look at all your unfortunate, you know, issues that you went through in life, your unfortunate encounters you went through in life. Look at that and reutilize it for something else. Make it mean something else other than what it meant to you when it happened. Make it mean something else when you utilize it as a barrier. Make it mean something else. Make it mean more, even more, than what it meant to you when you first heard it because it will make you greater in being able to do that. In other words, you can take that, you know, what happened to you, and you can make that a teachable extendable message to younger people. So you taking your experience and made more of it in their eyes so that they can learn from it so that they don't have to go down the path you went down. You ain't got to embellish. You ain't got to lie. You got to just keep it as it is. And you make them aware. You bring them to alignment. You see, this is what is necessary for you in your life to keep you as a viable person in life, a constantly visible person in life. When I say a constantly visible person in life, meaning those who are being picked up as far as seeing, scenery, sensory, a staple in life, meaning something that is a part of the living, a staple. This is what you want to project yourself as, a living staple of what life really means, a living staple of how things are supposed to be. You see, things, they say things are not what they seem to be, right? You will make them they really are by your ability to process everything that happened to you and chalk it up under one thing. Experience. Experience. Experience that is waiting to be broken down. You know how when somebody actually explains something to me, they say, break it down to me. Break it down. Explain it to me. That means explain so that I can comprehend. Make your life something that the world can comprehend, the people in your world comprehend just in your everyday dealing with them. People can tell a lot of people that they are astute, if they are visible, they can tell a lot about your life and what you've been through just by your presence and your stature and how you speak and things like that, how you communicate. People can tell that you've been through things in life if they are in tune. 
you will bring people in tune with your life when you are able to process the things that actually happen in your life. It's still certain things in your life that you can't even process. You can't, as you say, can't wrap your head around why things happened in your life. There's certain things you still got unresolved in your life that you still can't wrap your head around and you can't process in your mind. You see, that is a problem. That is where your depression comes in at. That is where your bipolarism comes in at. That's where all of your fears and anxieties and, you know, and, you know, even that demonic possession comes into you. Even that demonic possession, that demonic energy comes into you. Because you are like an open vessel that has not processed a lot of these thoughts that have come through you, a lot of these experiences, a lot of these encounters that have happened to you. were not able to process that, run it through the mill and get rid of it towards something greater. You were not able to do that. You represent that. How you say that uh, that dumpster that's still open. You know, when people dump stuff into the dumpster and the dumpster ain't been picked up in a while, it ain't been emptied out. It's not being emptied out on the regular. What happens? The dumpster overflows. And next thing you know, the garbage stinks. It becomes rancid. Next thing you know, you got rats. Next thing you know, you got a mess. You got... You know, this dumpster, that's what the equivalent of your life becomes when you don't allow yourself to put away your emotions, your anger, your fear, these things, or your encounters. You see, that's what takes place. We want to get to a place where that no longer takes place in our lives ever again. You see, because hopefully by this time when we reach a certain age, we have enough experiences in our lives to take us to another space mentally where we can say, yeah, I bypassed that. Yeah, I got past that. Yeah, I've been through that. Yeah, I've seen that over there. I lived through that. You see, becoming those elders, those beloved elders, instead of those bitter old niggas, you see, that is what we all should be hoping for. Is all we, we should want. Because what better way to connect to the next generation and have them respect you if you're not being seen as that beloved OG or that beloved elder. I said OG, I'm being funny, but that beloved elder, you see, that everyone can, you know, benefit from. The wisdom. The wisdom. See, you're only going to be that beacon of light, energy, that beacon of power when you learn to convert your things that you went through in your life over into that. When you learn to break those barriers in your life to a greater extension in your life, you will extend people around you by way of that. You will bring people to you for the greater good by way of that. You will align people to a higher mind because of that. But again, if you got unresolved issues, then that's all you're going to be left with is issues. Issues. Issue upon issue after upon issue that ends up making you toxic after a while in your interactions and in your encounters. You just are toxic to everybody. To all those around you, you may not even mean to be that way toward the people around you. You may not even mean to be that way, but you got a lot of unresolved issues. 
in your life, things you have not let go of, things that you not utilize to break out of those break out of those barriers. You see, break out of those barriers toward a greater extension of you. You see, boundaries are always needed, right? Meaning that certain thing, places you won't go. Barriers are always needed, meaning certain things you won't let come inside and penetrate your force field, right? Building towards something greater is power, right? Break down those barriers. Break down the barriers and create greater extension for yourself. Aid people in seeing greater extension than themselves. We'll be right back.
if you look into everything you've been through, if you look back in your life, you're going to find something that aligns itself in all of these situations you've been in. If you look back closely in your life, you will find a common denominator in everything that has ever happened in your life. I guarantee it. Why is that? Because everything in this three-dimensional realm is meant to be a string of events, right? And in a movie, that I'm using your life as a movie, in a movie, there's no such thing as scenes out of place. There's no such thing as scenes out of place. Everything in a movie, everything that plays out in the movie, everything that plays out in that person's life is a scene that must be played out in your life. It may be a scene in your life that's only going to be played out in your life. It's only going to be experienced in your life. It's only going to be experienced and seen in your life, your experience. Your experience may not be everybody else's experience, but you're going to experience things, things that will help define you, good and bad. You have to experience these things. What kind of life would you have if everything that happened to you was good and no bad in your life? Right? What kind of person would you be in this 3D world? A lost one. You can find yourself, your higher self, your future self, by combining the positive and negative things in your life to build a bridge toward the greater you. By utilizing all these things for a greater you. Again, good and bad things in your life sometimes sync up together. They sync up in some kind of way together. You see, like almost like breathing. You have to understand what parts they all play, how they fit into the puzzle of your life. You see, whether you had bad parents, whether you molested, whatever, I told you, all, all everything in the book. You know, your relationships didn't work out earlier in your life. You would determine when you had failed relationships in your life to make them, you know, future ones work out better for you. But you wouldn't have got to that space in your life if you did not come to a realization in your life about the earlier relationships, the earlier connection you had. You had to experience that, go through things good and bad, to get to the greater in your life. You had to experience that in your life and only in your life. Only in your lifetime. Now, you come to a certain, what they say, arc in your life, meaning a certain point in your life. Because remember I said, everything in your life has a point to it. Every lesson learned in life has a point to it. You see, that's where you start breaking the barriers when you get to the point of this. When you get to the point of saying, what was all this for? And you truly know what all this was for. Why did all this happen to me? That's the barrier that's about to be broken. When you get to the point of even asking the question, what is this all for? Once you answer that question, once you see what your life is summed up to, that represents a barrier that was broken. The broken barrier is the question that is answered. Do y'all follow what I'm saying? That is the broken barrier. 
that is a broken barrier. That's how you break those barriers, by answering the questions that have been unanswered. You see? Because unless you have, unless you walk around with, you know, questions in your mind about the things that you've experienced, things that happen, those are never boundaries or barriers that will be broken. It will always exist in your mind because where do questions go? You don't just forget about questions, you know, deep questions you have in your mind that you want answers to. Where do questions go? They go nowhere. Questions go nowhere. They require an answer. Do they not? Do they not? They require, all questions require an answer. And if you don't get the answer now, you will eventually get it if you keep seeking for the answer. Because the answer is always in front of you. Notice I said in front of you. It's not with you. It's not side by side. It's not inside you. It's in front of you. Why do I say it's in front of you? It's in front of you because the in front of you means the future you. In front of you is the future you. In front of you is the future you. And the future you has the answer. The future you, in order to get to the future you, has already processed the questions, has already broken down the barrier, has already broken down the questions and answered it and has moved on, has reapplied that energy to store up those questions in your life that stop you from moving into bridges toward the future because now everything has been answered for you and things continue to make themselves clear to you. Questions pop up every day in your life, every day. People pop up with questions in your life. People you question in your life as being in your life. And the answer always reveals itself. Sometimes it reveals itself, and you don't even think the answer is being revealed to you. Sometimes the answer is right in front of you, but you refuse to walk in front of yourself, walk into your, you know, future self, walk into your self. You want to stay behind still pondering the question, or do you want an answer? Do you want a breakthrough? Do you want to break those barriers? Do you want that breakthrough? But you got to first ask the question. You have to first be honest with yourself. You have to be willing to fix yourself in order to get the answers for yourself. If you're not willing to do that, then it's nothing. There's nothing for you. If you're not willing to process the questions and find the answer, then there's nothing for you. You will harbor and hold on to every last that happened to you and check it off as negative. Check it off as positive. Doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive, you cannot utilize them effectively because you have not broken the barrier or answered the question as to why these things have happened to you in your life. You cannot do any of that. You should be having questions as to why good things happen to you and why bad things happen to you. You should have those questions and answers because that represents the trajectory of your life, a life full of questions and answers, a life full of encounters, a life full of experiences. That answers your life for you. That pretty much sums up your life. You know, and you're going to ask yourself, why did this happen? 
you're supposed to ask yourself, why does it happen? Only the fool is the one who doesn't question his life. Only the one who doesn't question his life is a fool. Any person that does not question their life, the weight of their life, you know, the 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 um, necessity of their life, right? The meaning of their life. Anyone who doesn't question that, that person is a fool. That person is mentally dead. That's the person who I guarantee you, that's the person who sits around self-loathing, hating, fearing, going through all the emotions and the roller coaster because they have not pondered these things in their life. They stay away from these things. Because these things, meaning questions, it requires your answer. It requires that you know what you are going through, what your life is about, where you headed to. It requires that. Your mind asks the question before you physically hear yourself say it. What is this? Why am I here? Where am I going? What is my purpose? Your mind may say that before your mouth says it. And if you don't have an answer for it, then guess how you get even with yourself? Guess how you get even with yourself for not allowing yourself to process questions and answer the questions in your life? Guess how you get you you, you physically get even with yourself? You shut down. You become depressed. You become angry. You start drawing those type of people to you. That is your punishment mentally for not processing those questions in your life, the things that needed to be processed in your life, the experiences that needed to be processed in your life and as questions and you not answering those questions in life. That is the punishment you get, depression, anger, overeating, self-loathing, jealousy, and all this stuff. That's all punishment. That's all a living hell within itself, walking around like that, being angry at people, being miserable. That's a living hell within itself. And all this stuff is taking place in your mind. You can't figure out why you're walking around depressed, why you got to be taking anxiety pills, being on meds, all this stuff. You can't figure this out. You can't figure it out. You can't process your questions in your mind. You can't process the questions in your life. You can't answer the questions in your life. To process the questions and the things that happen to you in your life means to put them through your mind as questions and let them go through and come out with answers. That's the processing of everything that has taken place in your life. That's it. Simple as that. So, no, it's never so such a thing as being too uh, 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 thinking too much or questioning things. There's no such thing as that. That's a natural response. You see, and the sad thing is that it's become a response that people don't naturally go to anymore. That's why they believe everything that's going on in this society, except everything the beast says. But that's it's another time. This is all about us and what we can process, what we're able to, you know, mull over in our minds, what we're able to receive and get greater clarity from. I told you everything that you that happened in your experience, in your life experiences, good or bad, carry a vibration, tone, and frequency on it. You see? Everything. 
So these things have definite transmission to them. They have definite questions and answers to them. They have all of these things for the betterment of you. All your experiences that come to you are meant to make you better. Simple as that. Once you process these thoughts on one side and answer them, or should I say process these questions on this side and answer them or allow yourself to answer them within your future self for greater clarity and for the sharing of that clarity with others, for the sharing of those experiences with others, for the sharing of those issues and things that you went through for yourself and for others. See, many people are not willing to do that, that which is required for you to do, that which is required for you to advocate for those who also went through the same thing you went through. Advocate that, that your problems turn into uh, or turn into questions, and then those questions turn into answers. And then they are unleashed unto the world. Unfortunately, you've got too many people who've just got problems upon problem upon problem upon problem. And they're never going to be able to solve those problems. They're never going to be able to solve those problems. Because they refuse to. Not because they can't, but because they refuse to. See, because once you solve a problem in your life, you're going to be expected to solve problems continuously in your life, you see. And a lot of people don't want that pressure or that responsibility of being looked upon to solve problems, you see. Like, for example, if a man starts off, you know, like you got, I'm going to give you a good example. You see, when men might have families and a man may not be a good provider or a man might be lazy and going out and finding provisions for himself and his family, Right, he might be lazy and going out and finding provisions. It's not that he's lazy because he can't find a job, because he can find a job. What he fears most is being able to maintain that job, being able to maintain the lifestyle that he provides for. They fear that the most. They get a check, one hit, one to two hit, one to a check. Next thing you know, they gotta keep providing that. They have to keep doing that. They have to keep coming up with that. And a lot of them cannot do that. So it's a fear of the process. The fear is the process where people get dependent on you. You know what that's like? That's like with a lot of these young guys who have children, and they have baby mamas, and they'll be like, yeah, I bought my, I bought, I bought, I bought uh, my son a pair of sneakers. I got him a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Or I gave her, my gave her, his mother money for groceries here and there at times. But, you know, I take him get a haircut, take him get a pair of sneakers, take him get some clothes and stuff like that, and I give him money for food sometimes. So that's, that's half-ass doing stuff, you see. Some people get comfortable with half-ass doing things. That's half-ass doing stuff. That's all. Because that person not comfortable with being responsible all the way all the time. You see, so they give little things here and there because they're not stable enough. They're not stable enough. Most of these people are not mentally stable enough. They're not mentally stable enough to sustain those questions in their mind, answer those questions in their mind, sustain those thoughts continuously and 
move past those thoughts once they realize what they're used for. They can be used to strengthen you, your thoughts, or they can be used to destroy you. They can be used for you or against you. You see? And many people, unfortunately, in this world, their thoughts are used against them. Their thoughts are used against them, especially so-called black people. Your thoughts are used against you. They're not used for you. They're not used to benefit you. They're used to benefit other people, to ease their minds, to ask for acceptance from them. When, again, as I said, this is your world, meaning your life, that you were sent here to live. You see, humans, for the most part, they know they're here as a form of existence. They know it. They know the difference between them and you. They know. Problem is, y'all don't know. That's the problem. Y'all have no idea. You have no clue. It's just as easy to break barriers toward the greatest extension of you. Once you find out that that's your true job in life, that has always been your true purpose in life. This is why you're given circumstances and situations, good, bad, ugly. You're given that because it's for the greater you. Now with all this stuff our people been through, chosen, those are the people were chosen to persevere, to ascend. To extend themselves. That's part of the blueprint. Right back.
That was quiet moments by Mr. Lonnie Liston. Mr. Lonnie Liston Smith. That was quiet moments for those of you that ask about that um, song. It's three minutes long, but it is a very beautiful piece of music. All right. So those of you who ask, everybody always asks about my playlist. So that's what that is. I'm going to be in Chicago at the Hyatt this Sunday. Those of you who are listening, I'm going to be in uh, doing class in Chicago. I've never been to Chicago, so it's going to be my first time in Chicago in Chi-Town, you know, home of uh, the Nation of Islam. I think a, a bunch of other groups going to come through there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm going to say the address in a minute. All right. Uh, trying to bring this up on my computer. But yeah, I'm going to be in Chicago. So look for me in Chi-Town. Look for me in Chi-Town. I'm going to be at the Hyatt and, uh, where the heck is that at? Uh, okay. I'll get it in a second. Anyway, let me continue on what I was saying. So, basically, when our mind gets set to move on past certain things, because we get fed up, you know, or you should get to a point where you're fed up, where you keep going through the same things over and over again, you see, you should get, you should be getting fed up at a certain point. And that's where, you know, time, you know, dictates change. Time dictates change. You know, because your change has come or your extension has come. You want to be better. You need to be better. You know, the future you demands that you get better. You see, you should get better because you need to get better, not because no one else is. You see, you should want to get better because of that. Because it is required that you get better, that you become greater. And the only way that takes place is if you accept things in your life as they are, things that you could not change, things that maybe not meant for you to change, but to extend into something greater, right? To extend into something much greater. And um, though it's hard, Things happen to people all the time. Bad things happen to people. Good things happen to people. You know, you have to be the same way. If that's, you know, thinking about what I mean, you have to be the same way whether good things happen to you or bad things happen to you. You have to accept them as they are and look at the experience and see it for what it is and take it and break it down, explain it to yourself, get a greater understanding of it for yourself, and then move on from there. Processing it. That is the true form of procession. That is the true form of procession when you're able to process everything, good, bad, whatever that happened to you, and what does it all mean in the future evolution of you. That's the ultimate. People don't know how how you know how lucky they are to be able to do that if you have that ability. Right. So I'm gonna say this Sunday I'm gonna be at the Hyatt, the Hyatt. Uh, I think it's the Hyatt Regency. 
We're going to be in the conference room on Sunday, October 17th at 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 66615. That's the uh, zip code. From 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $25. If you have any questions, questions about, you know, the conference, uh, please give my assistant, Mr. Lemire Minjaz, a call. Please give him a call at 718-510-3769. Again, his number is 718-510-3769. Also, I'll um, give the uh, call-in number to my other assistant and the coordination of this conference. Come on out, $25. I'm going to be talking about everything. And we invite our people in Chicago, our, our brothers and sisters in the nation, we invite them out. We invite out the people from um, I think the Moors out there. We invite all our people out there who truly are about the extension of their intelligence as a collective people, about our extension of intelligence as a greater people. It's not about doctrines. It's not about philosophy. It's not about God and the devil. It's about thinking. See, because the mind is greater than all of those minuscule things that we allow it to hold. Let it go. Let it flow. Let it go forward. Find yourself in a greater space. Find yourself in a greater space beyond these bad experiences and these good experiences you had. Find yourself in a greater space. Answer all the questions that you need to know in your life. And don't be afraid of the answer. Don't be afraid of the answer. Just accept it as it is. See, anything can and can happen and at times will happen in this three-dimensional realm. We have to center ourselves in the three-dimensional realm and realize that we are moving through this space. We, this is not our rest. This is not our rest. Like the Israelites say, this is not our rest, even though they don't know what they mean when they say it's not our rest. We know what it means when we say we as the three-dimensionals who are moving into the fourth dimension, this is not our rest. So anything that happens here that doesn't seem like there's a rhyme or reason, there is a rhyme or reason when you are in motion towards someplace. See, things will not resonate with you as a rhyme or reason. You ever see those people say, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why me? Why me? You ever see those people? Because they got, you know why they talk like that? Because they got time to sit around and keep asking, why me? Instead of answering why you. Instead of looking at why you. Instead of looking at the bigger picture of why this is happening to you. And accepting why this is happening to you. And moving past why it's happened towards something greater in your life, a greater answer in your life. Simple as that. Looking to that, like when I talked a lot about racism and whatnot and how people are racist toward our people and things like that, we know why. Remember, we people sit up here and you know, people always try to wrap their head around why we're hated by by so many other races of people, so-called black people, and why we're discriminated against and why this, that, and I explain to y'all why. And I'm sure the answer surprised you that everybody hates on you because you're the best. You are simply the best. You are the best race of people on the planet. 
Again, you don't hate up, you hate down. You don't hate down, you hate up. So if people hate you, the answer to why they hate you is because you're simply the best people on the planet. And the people who are not the best genetically, physically, mentally, they're going to hate those who are because they're going to wish they were always in your position, in your spot. So if they got to play a psychological trick to make you think that they hate you because you're inferior and you weak enough mentally to fall for that and believe that and thus wrap, your around, around, wrap yourself around trying to be like these people, trying to get gain favor with them, trying to get them to love you, like you, accept you as an equal, then you're a fool. You are a fool because you have not been able to process the reality that the reason why these people hate you because you're simply the best. That's it. You're simply the best. Even in your worst, you're still the best. So now let's get better. And then their hate after a while that you got time to stand around and notice won't even it won't even matter to you anymore. You see, you don't just smash away a whole lot of um, self-loathing in the minds of these people, people who don't even matter. These people don't even matter. White, yellow, blue, don't, that don't matter. They don't matter. Black even. They don't matter. What matters is once you understand it for what it is, you bypass it and therefore you bypass them. And then you put barriers up to make sure they don't come in your trajectory or in your way again, ever again. That's the point of that. That is the point of that. If that is not your mentality, if that is not your mindset, then you're here for nothing. Your experience and time on this earth was for nothing, and it will be for nothing. The door to the greater you is waiting for you to open it. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but it's very real because I opened the door to my greater self a long time ago, and I learned to let go of a lot of things, things that were agitating me and make me angry at things why I had to question. I don't question stuff no more like that. And if I do allow myself to question, I answer it right away. But let me uh, answer these questions for you, that is. What uh, are breaking barriers toward a greater extension? Breaking the barriers represent all of the experiences that you went through, all the exchanges, all the encounters you went through, good and bad, breaking them down to whereas you understand them and then using them as a path into something greater, becoming that elder that, remember I said that beloved elder as you become older? You become more mature. You become that love, beloved elder who has experienced a lot of things, good and bad, and who is able to take it from a healthy standpoint and make themselves better, make themselves greater, make themselves an asset to themselves and to their people and take all that toxicity that has been stored up in them from not being able to process those experiences, not being able to understand them, being in denial of them, being in regret of them and anger, being angry about being jealous, envious, all these things and just chalking it up as something you have to understand, understand, answer, and get past. Processing. Process. A process is just that a process. How is this done? By acknowledging that everything in your life 
is a question that needs to be answered and thinking on it and answering it. Because if you think on it long enough, the answer will come to you, always. Because we are people who are the solution, not the problem. We are the solution. So all solutions, if we think solution-based, will come to us, and we will solve the problems that come to us. What will stop you? You will stop you, only you. Only you and your inability to process these questions, process these experiences, process these things that have kept you depressed, angry, resentful, miserable, argumentative, stealing somebody else's joy because you have none of your own, being jealous and envious of others because your joy is gone in life. You can restore that joy by answering these series of questions in your life. What will, um, are there limitations? No, there are no limitations, but you should set boundaries. I should say barriers. I haven't bound barriers. Come down and restore them. Block out certain things. Knock down that which trapped you and restore them to keep things blocked off from you. Where were, um, where are the boundaries and the law that you set for yourself and the order that you follow for yourself? Those become your barriers. Right? And you could say boundaries to an extent. Anything that keeps you from moving in that rotation to revisiting these things again, boundaries and barriers must be set in that place to keep you on a straight and narrow path. But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And I'm and we trust and I'm and we thank and I'm we can um, we extend ourselves forever. I am the intellectual new Ben This has been Mental Like Radio. See you guys back here tomorrow night at ten. Good night.
We're going to 